baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Overtime Show. Bills get a much, much needed victory, 20-17 to 17, over the Kansas City Chiefs. Their second season, is it their third season in a row getting a win in the regular season in Kansas City? Either way, um, the Bills sort of get the monkey off their back in, a, in, a, in, in the sense that this has been a team that has been on the other side of luck and the other side of one-score games <clears throat> seemingly too much this season. Um, just not really... Uh, the ball not going their way, the the kicks not going their way, uh, the coin flips not going their way sometimes. It's just, this has been one of those seasons from a frustration perspective where it, it just felt like eventually their luck had a turn. And, and, I, and I tweeted this out, like, how fitting is it that a, you know, backward lateral play on the day that Frank Wycheck, uh, you know, tragically passes away, uh, gets called back and the Bills don't lose on a, on a backward lateral because that just... It would have probably broken me and a lot of other Bills fans. But um, I want to start by first 803-0550. We got open phone lines if you want to get your thoughts um, on the Chiefs, on the Bills, what this means moving forward. Um, you know, this Cowboys team certainly looks good right now playing the playing the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They're up 17-3, to although the Bills, in my opinion, should have blown out the Eagles and, uh, you know, ultimately let them hang around in that game. And lost that game and I, and I'm here to tell you that it kind of felt like the same thing was going to happen tonight and listen the bills get the get the you know they're on the better side of the result tonight so you know I don't have to get you know too into the weeds about what could have been in a game or what should have been in this game um but the bills should have been up 21 24 28 nothing in that first half um they get the interception on the first drive of the game they do nothing with it um and I, I just think that there were opportunities for the Bills in this game um, to put them away early and turn this into to a route, um, and they, they didn't do it. And listen, that's a good team. That's a very good defense. Steve Spagnuolo is one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. There's little, to, there's little doubt to me um, that he is one of the league's best defensive play callers. Lou Anarumo and Steve Spagnuolo are right up there uh, as, as two of the most um, – like just intricate and difficult and multiple defensive coordinators that are out there. And listen, at times they befuddled this Bills offensive line. A Bills offensive line that was number one in pass rank, uh, pass block ratings coming into this game. There were times in that second half where the Bills offensive line just could not protect Josh Allen. He was running into sacks and so on and so forth. So it was a it was a frustrating second half. But listen, I knew the Kansas City Chiefs would adjust. Um, that's a Super Bowl caliber team. That's a Super Bowl winning team. That's a Hall of Fame head coach. It's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, it's a Hall of Fame interior defensive lineman and Chris Jones. Uh, it's a Hall of Fame tight end and uh, Travis Kelsey. They have, you know, for all the shortcomings at the wide receiver position. Obviously, Rasheed Rice has a big fumble in this game, and um, Kadarius Tony on the last play. I. I'll say this, though. I left this game, A, thinking that the Bills are a better team than the Kansas City Chiefs are, at least at this stage. And I also walked away feeling like the Kansas City Chiefs, their current iteration, um, do not have the goods to win another Super Bowl. That could change. They could you know, flip the script. But this is an offense 17 points against the Bills defense that didn't have Matt Milano, that, did, that had a whatever version of Von Miller they've got right now. No, you know, uh, Micah Hyde goes out in this game. Tyrell Dotson goes out in this game. He ends up coming back. Uh, obviously, no Daquan Jones, um, no Tredavious White. So, uh, you know, this is this was this was a game where I'm thinking the Bills are going to have to try to win a shootout and, you know, could the Bills win their first game of the season? They were 0 and 6 coming in this game when opponent when their opponent scores scores more than 20 points and um they held this Chiefs team to under 20, um which is a heck of an accomplishment regardless of how, you know, their wide receivers and and their group of wide receivers are struggling. So, um yeah, all in all, this is a uh, I think a huge hugely important win for this franchise um for their aspirations of making the playoffs this year and um this was just simple to me simply one you could not drop for a lot of reasons, another AFC loss, but you know, dropping this one and giving yourself no margin for error the rest of the way. They they've now built in maybe if they if they don't pull it out next week against the Dallas Cowboys that they can still um, you know maybe try to win out and 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 fight for a playoff spot. And maybe if they lose next week, week eighteen doesn't mean mean a whole lot 
to the Miami Dolphins from from a seeding or from an AFC uh, divisional championship perspective. So um, they may end up playing backups uh, when they go down to Miami. So um, it, it, it certainly keeps things alive from a they they get to sort of still control their own destiny in a way. Um, they would have been able to fully control their own destiny had the Chargers won today, um, but the Chargers are the Chargers. So. That didn't happen. Um, but if we find ourselves in, in, I think, a really unique position for the rest of the way because this is a season with a lot on the line. This is a season that doesn't include Joe Burrow being an obstacle in the playoffs. And I would tell you that I don't, I'm not scared of the Chiefs. I don't, not that I think I was scared of the Chiefs going into this game. I'm just, I'm not really nervous about them as being a real legitimate playoff contender. Now, Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, you know, anything can happen, but. Um, I walked away from this thinking that the Ravens and the Dolphins are the best teams in the AFC, and I think the Chiefs are right where the Bills are with a slightly better record. Um, but the the one thing I wanted to comment on before I go to the phones is I lost a little respect today uh, after this game for the Chiefs. I mean, the complaining from players, hearing Jarek McKinnon after the game talking about how the refs were out to get them and hearing Andy Reid talk about how the, the refs were an embarrassment. Yeah, of course they're an embarrassment. They're an embarrassment every week. Um, and, you know, Andy uh, and, and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes basically saying, you know, that play was really cool. They shouldn't have called a penalty. Um, yeah, the, the crying from that game. You scored 17 points, um, and you're, you're mad that a, you know, la- a reverse lateral um, was called back because your player was clearly offsides and, and they didn't give you a warning like like the referees owed you and that they were supposed to stop play to make sure that Kadarius Tony was back on sides. It's just the sort of you know smug um I don't know. I, I just I, I lost a little respect for that team and, and, and who they are. I just that's a team that expects to get calls, um, didn't get the calls and have cried about it really ever since. Um crying about referees is things that sports radio does, things that fans do um I think for the players to go out there, listen, the Bills got hosed two weeks ago against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Miami Dolphins a couple weeks before that had 12 penalties against the Eagles had zero. You didn't see Bills players. You didn't see Mike McDaniel or Sean McDermott go to the podium and trash the referees. Took the high road. You got to make more plays. The Kansas City Chiefs did not make enough plays to win this game. Uh, It did not come down to you commit. Listen, if it came down to that play at the end, they committed a penalty. They just got called for it. So um, I, I I don't know where the uh, where where the Chiefs are are sort of going with that uh, narrative. But I think it's a I think it's a sad one. Um, I think it's embarrassing for them to be quite honest. Let's go to the phones and get connected with our fans. Let's go to Rufus in Buffalo. Rufus, uh, you are on the overtime show. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Happy holidays. You too, man. Um, I just wanted to talk about the Bills' defense. You know, um, I know they had to. They had a lot of obstacles they had to overcome this year, but they keep us in every game, man. It's just like every week they get better. People step up, and, and they, 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 they keep us in every game. Even today, you know, they was able to stop Mahomes on a few drives and keep the Bills in. Um, I also want to talk about um, McDermott play calling. You know, I feel like if the Bills would have lost today, we would have been talking about them not electing to go for the field goal at halftime, you know. I just feel like, you know, he need more time, but he has to do a better job at game management and play calling. And um have a good happy holidays, go Bills. Yeah, you as well, Rufus. Listen, I uh the end of the field the field goal at the end of the half, I I don't know. Uh I I would have liked for them to kick it myself, but without knowing Listen, pregame, what happens pregame is these kickers go out there, they kick from both ways, they get an idea of where they think they're comfortable from. I don't know where before the game I, I don't know what was communicated to McDermott about what his yard line was, uh, but I'll tell you that one of the best kickers in the league, Her, uh, Butker, on the other side, um, they had a 56-yard field goal opportunity, and they punted. So I, I don't know. The weather, the, uh, it was cold. I, I, I'm not sure. But what, what I'll tell you is um, if I'm going to point at an area where I was frustrated with Sean McDermott tonight, it was you know some of those plays calling all-out blitz. Um, when I don't think they needed to uh, on that final drive, they got lucky, frankly, um, on that play that was offsides. They were badly out, out of position because they ran an all-out blitz um, against Patrick Mahomes, and they kind of telegraphed it. So I didn't love that, to be quite honest with you. So to me, it's um, kind of a moot point. But overall, thought the team was resilient it was a difficult week for them there's no doubt about it and uh, I thought they banded together and it's it's very clear in that locker room um 
you know, that they've, they've banded together. And I think this is a big win for, for building confidence going into next week against a very, very good, I think, Super Bowl caliber, uh, Super Bowl contending Dallas Cowboys team. Tomorrow on WGR, it's Buffalo Bills Football Monday presented by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at Northwest.com. Jeremy and Joe will break the game down in the morning. Then the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio at 10. One Bills Live with Chris Brown, Steve Tasker at noon. Chopin Bulldog at 3. They'll have Eric Wood at 4. It's Buffalo Bills Football Monday all day tomorrow on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio. 550. A reminder, let TRS Heating and Air Conditioning intercept and pay your heating bills this winter season. Now, through January 7th, 2024, go to WGR550.com, enter to get your chance to win $1,200 towards your home heating bills this winter. TRS Heating and Air Conditioning, they treat you as if you were their only customer. I got to get some breaks in. We're going to 11 o'clock tonight, so if you want to get on the on the horn, uh, get your thoughts in about this game, I got some open open phone lines, 803-0550-1888-552-550, your numbers to call, and uh, we'll continue on here on the Overtime Show here on WGR. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Overtime Show here on WGR. Nate Geary taking your phone calls at 803-0550. Before we do that, we will remind uh, people, we'll actually, yeah, we'll remind people. Sal Capaccio takes you behind the scenes on every Bills home game during his all-access Facebook Live on WGR's Facebook page. It's presented by Mobile Warming by FieldShare. Let's go back to the phones and get connected with our fans and hit Walter in Toronto. Walter, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Walter. Happy holidays. Thanks, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Boy, that, that that was something, eh? It's, you know, it's about time we caught a break, you know? I mean, all, all, all season, it's like the breaks just haven't gone our way. And, uh, you know, it, it was nice to have that, that, that play called back. I mean, the, the guy was clearly offside. And, you know, Mahomes and, and Reed, I'm surprised with, with what they're calling out the refs because nine times out of ten, they get all the calls. I mean, how many times we see Mahomes with his arms up in the air, you know, Where's the call? Where's the call? You know, so they they kind of live and die by that sword. But just in regards to next week, you know, I, I think we got a good shot against the Cowboys. I mean, we're at home, and I I don't think the Cowboys' uh, secondary is all that strong. I know they got that one guy with all the pick sixes, but he's been burned a few times. And, you know, the Diggs is is injured. I think I think what we need to see is a bit more downfield play. That's one thing we we kind of lack tonight. Uh, Allen wasn't really sending a lot of balls downfield. I think he might have had one or two, uh, you know, 20 yarders. But uh, I miss those days when he was corking out the 30, 40 yarders. And I think, I think the the weakness in the Cowboys secondary is is what is a secret to that game next week. And I'm going to be at that one. So it's uh, and 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 you think we can still make the playoffs if we lose to the Cowboys? Three and one. You think that will do it? I, I hope so. But I'd be more comfortable if we just ran the table. Um. Yeah, I I still think that gives them a pretty good chance. They they need some. The problem is then they they kind of need some some breaks and things to go their way. So they really are better off um just winning out and 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 leaving it to the numbers rather than saying you know they they're or basically controlling their own destiny. If they went out, they're in. They they're gonna get in with eleven wins. Um. So I think for me, it's it's kind of a matter of um just winning in. <laughs> don't don't leave it to having other teams, bad teams having to be good teams, and I think that's what ends up happening. Um, you know, when you end up losing to teams like New England and and stuff earlier this season, where you gave yourself a little bit more opportunity here at the end of the year to to lose a game or two and it not kill you. Uh, thanks for the call. Let's go to Michael in Georgia. Michael, you're on the overtime show. Welcome, Michael. Hey, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. So <clears throat> I have two comments and I have a question. So the first comment is that uh, as far as winning out, I think this team can. Like two years ago, after they had that horrible loss with the terrible non-calls against uh, Tampa Bay, um, and it just sparked them to win out the rest of the season. And obviously we had that 13-second debacle, but I think this team is 
is I know they're good enough. We, they've shown it. Okay, they're good enough. And uh, um, so uh, yeah. And, and if you're going to have that kind of momentum, you got a good shot for the trophy. Uh, and one other comment, uh, and then the question. So, you know, the, the catch by Murray today, and then the fumble, and the one by Kelsey, where they call it an incomplete pass, and then, and they called, then they reversed it, called it a complete pass, and a fumble that he recovered. I just got to make a comment that that uh, when they played the Eagles, the uh, the catch by the Eagles uh, player in overtime, where they uh, uh, where he did grab the ball, take a couple steps, and was fumbled. That was much more of a catch than either one of those two that I just mentioned. So um, that was a horrible, uh, horrible game. I'll tell you this, uh, Michael, if that uh, – I, I thought that that was not a catch, uh, and I'm referring to the – well, really, I'm referring to both of them. I, I didn't think either were catches, um, especially the uh, Latavius Murray one. I, I, I don't – I did not see that as being a catch at all. And if that's a catch – then the A.J. Brown play is a catch, right? I mean, I, I kind of felt like I was taking crazy pills. How was the A.J. Brown play two weeks ago where he catches it and fumbles it? That would have been the game. Um, and how is that not a catch, but the Latavius Murray one is? I, I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. It's the Kelsey one because they showed it. I don't know if you saw but I'm watching on the TV and they're showing the replay. He started to lose control of the ball before his knee went down. But, but there was no question uh, the Brown one, he grabbed the ball, he made a football move, and then he fumbled it. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And, so, uh, and I think to me, too, Michael, like that, the, 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 the Kelsey thing is, okay, the ball's moving, but it's not moving enough before his knee. It's just like, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I just wish, I wish one day we could peel back enough layers to understand what a catch really is in the NFL. Right. Then how about when they catch the ball, but then we're knocked out of bounds, then they lose control and it's not a catch. I, the, it, the then they need to complete the catch by going to the ground, but not in the middle of the field, just on the sidelines. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's Yeah, it, I'm glad we agree on that because it is, it's maddening, especially when it costs, you know, a team a game. Um, so here's the question. The Bills were having a lot of success, success in the first half and the first series in the second half yep. uh, with, with, uh, involving Cook and with running the ball, they seem unstoppable. Okay, so... Now, did did uh, do you believe that the um, Brady got away from those types of plays after the first drive uh, because he wanted to show some different looks, or do you think it was because of what the Chiefs were doing on defense? You know, I, that, that's that's a question I think, Michael, that that only Joe Brady can answer. I, I would tell you that. It wasn't just the fact that they moved away from running the football. It was the fact that I did not see James Cook enough on the field in the second half, period. Too much Latavius Murray, and I like Murray. Murray should be out there strictly on short yardage plays. I get that when he's out there, you feel good about him, pass, pro pass protection on third downs. But in the second half, they went away from James, from, from James Cook. James Cook had eight, 79 yards in the first quarter and ended up with 141 yards. It felt like he could have had two-plus in this game had they been consistent and stayed with James Cook. Moving away from James Cook, I think it was a huge mistake in this game, both from a, a usage, but also a, like, and, and I mean usage, just being on the field. He wasn't on the field enough. And I want to see more Ty Johnson. I don't want to see more Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray, to me, has a very defined role, and that is at the goal line and in and, and, and yards, short yardage situations. If it's third down and you don't feel comfortable having James Cook out there pass blocking, which I, he hasn't shown any reason why he can't be trusted out there, then put Ty Johnson out there. Give me someone that can make a play when the ball's in the air. I just I, I don't love them going in the second half. Um, and, and, you know, just to be snarky a little bit, you know, they, they bench – James Cook, whenever he puts the ball on the ground, and Latavius Murray put the ball on the ground, and uh, I didn't see them bench him. So, just saying. 803 uh, Let's go to the locker room. And uh, Bill's linebacker, uh, Terrell Bernard, uh, took some time and spoke to the media. So, we'll go to the locker room and hear from Bill's linebacker, Terrell Bernard. It's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. What was it like seeing him go through that and, and how he led you guys through that? Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, we know who Coach McDermott is as a man, as a coach, as a leader of this team. Um, so, you know, we don't we don't pay attention to the outside noise or what's going on outside of our building. Um, everybody in the building knows who he is, and um, we're behind him a thousand percent. So it was good to, to come out here and, and get this win. You guys have had opportunities to close the defense, mm -hmm. to close out games late with the lead. What's it mean to, to, to get it done and, and kind of end the game with you guys on the field? 
Yeah, I think it just shows improvement. Um, you know, that's it's been a, a theme of this season, uh, coming out in two-minute situations and you know trying to put the game away and something that we've really made a point of emphasis the last few weeks and spent a lot of time on and uh, did a lot of self a lot of self scout and reflecting on how we could be better in those situations. And you know to come out and, and do it and, and put the game away and win the game at the end uh, is, a, is a good feeling. Those last three plays after that play got called back on penalty. I mean, you had him in long down and distance, and then your pass rusher is like all th- three plays in a row. Just yeah. Close it out. What's yeah. it like from your viewpoint, kind of seeing your because you're only rushing four there to get home like that? Yeah, it's awesome. You know, that's those guys up front are the best in the league. Um, Every one of those guys has has ability and you know just the drive and especially in moments like that to to go out there and close the game and be the one to to end it. Uh, so you know to see that come to fruition this week and you know help us win the game at the end, it was huge. All right, that is Bills linebacker Terrell Bernard. We're going to take a timeout on the other side. We'll continue taking phone calls. We'll also hear again from Bills head coach Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. We'll get to Dalton Kincaid later. Uh, Dawson Knox spoke with the media. James Cook as well. So we'll get you all those on the other side. You're listening to the Overtime Show here on WGR. Allen back to pass. Looking deep down the seam to James Cook, who leaps into the end zone for the touchdown. 343 left in the first quarter, and the Bills are on the board first. Chris Brown on the call there. The Bills' first touchdown was a 25-yard pitch and catch. Nice little seam route. Audible from Josh Young at the line of scrimmage. Put uh put James Cook in a great position to make a play. Get a little revenge for that drop he had last week that I think would have been a surefire touchdown as well. Uh, Bills, they get a big win at 20-17. They move to 7-6 and six on the season and uh, still somehow, someway, still only 11th in the AFC after the way that the uh, schedule and the games played out earlier today. Uh, let's get a quick eye on the quarterback. It's brought to you by Great Lakes Building System. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. And again, Josh Allen in this game, uh, the numbers aren't super pretty. 23 of 42, 233, a touchdown, an interception. He was sacked three times. He had a quarterback rating of 68.8, but he also added 32 yards on 10 carries and a score as well. And there's your eye on the quarterback. Let's go back to the phones and let's go to Daniel in New Jersey. He's been waiting patiently. Daniel, you are on the overtime show. Welcome, Daniel. Hi, how's it going? Good, man. Uh, I just wanted to talk about what the heck we're doing with Von Miller. I mean, I'm focusing on him every play that he's out there. And even before the snap, he's standing practically straight up. He either over-pursues and leaves a gap for the quarterback to run, or he it seems like he's playing at 15%. Uh, I think we got away with him lining up off sides in the, on the last drive. And then the, uh, when he finally kind of got some pressure on Mahomes, even then he looked like he could have laid him out, and he lets up kind of at the end there. And then on top of that, everything that took place this past week with the off-the-field stuff. Um, last year before he tore his ACL, we were getting a bunch of stuff on the sidelines of him mic'd up and everything. And I just wanted to know what's going on this year, off the field, on the field, and then even on the sidelines, like, is he doing that still? I'm like I, I'm assuming we would get some clips of that if he was still just as motivating on the sidelines. I don't know. And then I also just wanted to add for the uh, Tyler Bass, obviously before the half, uh, I heard other people saying, I don't know why we didn't kick that. And then also on the opening drive, I think it would have been like a mid-50-yarder field goal. Even then we didn't let him kick it. So those are the two things I wanted to touch on. Uh, and overall, at least we got the win today and go Bill. Yeah, thanks for the call, Daniel. I- I'm starting to wonder myself if there's a little bit of a waning confidence from Sean McDermott when it comes to to Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass had a difficult month of November. Uh, missed an extra point, uh, missed a couple of kicks that I thought were, you know, pretty meaningful kicks. And-, and I wonder if, you know, maybe he's not as confident as he was earlier in the season when Bass started the season, I think made his first 13 field goals. Um, so, yeah, it-, it could very well be in the back of his head. He's just maybe not as confident as he was earlier in the season. Uh, I agree on the first drive, and but at the end of the half, I, I think you kicked that field goal. Uh, and at worst, you know, you, you, you plan on if you can't get it to the bar and you, you just got to cover somebody and get it to half. But, um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't have too much more on that. I, I would have liked to see him kick the field goal. There's no doubt. As for Von Miller, um, you know, he started making plays towards the end of this game. 
don't know. I, they're they're in a in a weird situation right now. He's out on bond right now. <laughs> He's arrested last week. Um, so I it, it's just like you know I'm at this point with him that he had to play today because AJ Epinesa goes out with injury after his you know fantastic plays tipped interception on the first drive of the game goes out with a rib injury never returns and, and Vaughn's sort of thrown in there to play way more than he normally does and I think I think he started to get into a groove a little bit you saw it towards the end of the game made a couple of big plays um, didn't get a sack but but got hurries on on Patrick Mahomes that that I think you know almost resulted in one that was a fumble that was called an incomplete pass and um, a couple of other plays in that game too towards the end that. Um, I, I thought Vaughn started to look a little bit more himself. But, yeah, wh- where this team, this organization is with Vaughn, I, I don't know. I, I think they're, you know, purposely keeping things pretty tight-lipped. Um, listen, they're letting the legal pr- process play out. If he wasn't Vaughn Miller, would he get the same benefit uh, as somebody else? I don't know. Um, but I think there's a lot of, you know, circumstances they're waiting to get, um, you know, ironed out here over the next couple of weeks. Maybe we'll get an update here soon. I'm not sure. Uh, but until then, Von Miller's going to continue playing. They've invested a lot of money and time and, and energy into him. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see that changing um, really anytime soon. Uh, let's go back to the locker room. Bill's tight end, Dalton Kincaid. Uh, he spoke with the media uh, following today's game inside the locker room. And uh, let, uh, going live to the locker room from Dalton Kincaid, it's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. Having Dawson back is awesome. Uh, I love running out there and him being out there, and you know we're just uh, able to communicate a lot better, um, being in the same room and just you know being around each other a lot. Um, so it's a lot of fun with him being back out there. I'm, I'm happy for him more than anything. What did James Cook do for this offense today? Jimbo was doing a lot today. It was awesome to see him, uh, and he he runs hard. Uh, every time he runs the ball, he's running 100 miles per hour. So uh, he's he's special. Anytime he gets the opportunity to do something. What does it do when he can be so involved in the passing game for y'all as an offense as a whole? Uh, just another adds another you know level uh, that the defense has to cover. Um, I think he's a great receiving threat. Obviously, we, we came out and scored the first touchdown uh, with him, um, so it was awesome to kind of see that happen. All right, well, you might have already been asked this, but went into the X-ray room. Everything okay with your shoulder? Anything? When did that happen? Uh, just football is collision sport. Uh, bumps and bruises. Um, do what I can to be back next week. And it was left, right? Uh, my right shoulder. Okay, right shoulder. Sorry, that was confusing me to say that way. What was your vantage point on the play on the sideline? I apologize if Catherine already asked, but the one to Latavius that kind of extended that drive. Shoot, uh, I'm trying to remember what the what the play was. I, I just, yeah, I, I know the play. I think I was on the other side of the field and ran across and saw the ball come out. And the first thing I thought was just, Knock the ball out of bounds. Uh, don't even give him a chance to recover it. Um, but thankfully, you know, the, the call went our way and um, it worked out for us. After the week, what does a win like this do for a team after the week y'all have had? Just what does it mean emotionally to get this win? Uh, it means a lot. Um, everything's better when you win. Uh, so it's really just, you know, watching the film, making the corrections, and looking forward to next week. What about what Coach McDermott went through this week and addressing you guys? What does it mean to win here after all that? Uh, Sean, Coach McDermott, um, he's a great guy. Uh, it, it's hard to kind of see that happen, especially to someone, because, you know, it affects their family and everything. Um, uh, I support Sean 100%, um, have his back, and it was, uh, I feel like a special one for him, you know, with what he went through this week. Uh, it meant a lot to him. How cool is it to get Travis Kelsey's jersey exchange? That was pretty cool. Uh, I think Doss was a little upset, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm pretty excited, yeah. All right, there is uh, Bills tight end Dalton Kincaid following uh, today's twenty to seventeen win. One note, uh, and one of my friends just reached out to me, and, and I meant to uh, mention this earlier. Uh, I meant to mention it in pregame, it just you know this this morning got away from me. Um, you know, local Division three sports over here, but Cortland State national championship Division three, and the reason I'm mentioning it is their quarterback Zach Boys is the son of Buff State legend uh, and coach. Jerry Boyce, and uh, is an absolute stud, has been, the numbers he's been putting up have been pretty remarkable, and Cortland is in the national championship next week, uh, advancing with a big blowout win. They have just been rolling past teams, so just uh, congratulations to Cortland and to to Zach, and and also, um, you know, Coach Terry Bitka, who was the offensive line coach while I was there, uh, an assistant head coach, or I should say defensive coach and assistant uh, head coach to Jerry Boyce. His son is the center, so, uh, you know, Coach Boyce and 
uh, and, and Coach Bitka, I'm sure, very proud of both their sons uh, right now at Cortland State and the Western New York connection over there. So I just wanted to make sure I, I dropped a note there because uh, it's a pretty remarkable uh, thing to be able to get all the way to the national championship and, um, you know, hopefully win. So I just wanted to drop that note for some local Division Three football. Let's go to Carl in Buffalo. Carl, you've been uh, – happy holidays to you. What do you got for me, my friend? Hey, Nate, thanks. I'm I'm a big fan. I like the way you talk on the radio. You're really smart. You bring that football knowledge. Thanks, man. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, you can answer this better than most, I think. Um, Josh uh, threw that ball to Kincaid while Gabe was wide open now. Mm -hmm. Did he lock in on Gabe and never see? Are you locking in on, on Kincaid and never see Gabe? Is that a mistake on him should he go through more reads before he throws that ball because that was a touchdown and thanks for all, all you do man you do yeah. great job thanks carl i appreciate you buddy happy holidays um i don't want to maybe assume but i i what i do want to say is it's hard when you lose confidence in a player making plays for you. And I'm not saying that I think Josh Allen has lost complete confidence in Gabriel Davis making plays for him. But I think there's a level of maybe questioning or wondering. And in those moments, in the in the moments that Josh needs to play, um, I don't know that he's looking at Gabe right now. And I'm not sure Gabe has earned that at this point. He's He's put them in some tough spots. Bad drops, drops that lead that led to interceptions and um, you know, I, 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 I stand on the side and it was probably more on Josh Allen, um, in overtime two weeks ago against the Eagles, that miscommunication that, that ultimately led to them kicking a field goal, that third down play where, you know, they go zero blitz and, um, you know, Gabe goes to the, to the pylon and, and Josh thinks he's going, you know, to the goalpost. And, um, I, you know, that, that is to me a little bit more on the quarterback, but it's a miscommunication nonetheless. And anytime you feel like you are going to a player in those spots and, and you're not connecting, um, you're going to lose confidence. And I think part of it is, you know, likely that he's lost a little confidence and in those situations maybe isn't looking to Gabe. And, um, you know, should that change? I don't know. I, I, I need Gabe to, sta to, to stand up a little bit um, and, and make plays um, in those moments to, to earn Josh's look. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's a tough spot. It's a tough spot, no doubt. 803-0550. Let's go back to the locker room. This time we're going to hear from Bill's running back, um, James Cook, who spoke with the media, going live to the locker room and hearing from James Cook. It's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. You uh, kind of be able to set the tone early for the offense. I mean, it was good, you know. The team needed a boost, and my name was called, so I just made a play. Did you... Uh... Did you kind of smile after that wheel route? Because it looked very similar to the one back in Philly, and you made it count this time. Yeah, you know, opportunities, you know, I can't, can't mess up this time. So, you know, I made a play for my team and came alive. What happened? Just walk us through the seam route for the touchdown. So, we ran this play all week in practice. So, the, the safety moved over, and yep, up the seam for a touchdown. Trent, yeah. on the motion. Yeah. Okay. It just opened up for you? Yes, sir. How'd it go when you ran it all week in practice? Um, it was smooth, same way, you know, and, and, and it kind of gave me flashbacks because it happened the same exact way in practice. So it was good on our part. You set a single season or single game record of receiving yards in the first quarter alone. Just what has been working for you in the passing game? You know, just getting open and Josh finding me and, and making a play. That's about it. Off the Eagles game as well. I mean, just getting more and more involved there. Yeah, you know, we got something to we plan for it now. So, you know, keep going and, and keep keep going one and no. You, uh, you guys are like top three in rushing for the last four games. Like, what do you feel is really clicking for you guys on the ground? O line, you know, they blocking their tail off and, and, and we finding the, the holes and we hitting it. All right, that was Bills running back James Cook. We're going to take a timeout on the other side. We'll uh, we'll get to Dawson Knox, and then uh, we'll also get to Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. So we'll get a bunch here uh, from the locker room as well. You're listening to the Overtime Show here on WGR. Going to tuck it and fight his way. The surge pushing him down to the two and into the end zone for the touchdown. 
It was a pile-driving touchdown run by Josh Allen from six yards out. Chris Brown on the call. Of course, the Bills get a much-needed 20-17 victory. They move to 7-6 in the season and uh, keep their playoff hopes alive. Although not as good of playoff hopes as uh, I think we all had hoped they would end the day with uh, some bad breaks. Uh, the Browns somehow beating the somehow beating the Jaguars, who have back-to-back weeks have lost to Jake Browning and Joe Flacco. And not Joe Flacco in his prime, just like Joe Flacco off the couch two weeks ago. Uh, so a tough stretch of games. Usually the uh, bad games for the Jags happen in October. Uh, they played well through October, and then um, they have not played well in December when you got to start playing well. You want to be playing your best football now. Uh, Bills fans know all about that, playing your best football right now. Um, but, man, I- I'm watching some video of Mahomes and Allen, and I saw I saw it there, but I didn't exactly I, – I, I couldn't read lips in real time, but – Mahomes and Allen meet at midfield to dap up and and you know say good game to each other. And Allen goes to whisper in his ear, and Mahomes is just sit, talking about that offsides, man. That offsides terrible. Just that's man, he's salty. Just it's crazy. It's crazy how. Uh, how bad they're taking it. I mean, and they've just been bar- I've mentioned this earlier. They're just embarrassing themselves, though, um, at this rate. <clears throat> Let's go to the locker room one more time. Let's hear from Bill's tight end, Dawson Knox. He spoke with the media. And our live from the locker room with Dawson Knox is brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. So what was it like for you to get back out there with the guys? Yeah, just very thankful to be back out doing what I love. Um, very thankful. Great training staff, strength staff to be back out here. But it was just fun to be back part of the team from being isolated for a while. How's your wrist feel? It was great. It was awesome. You've been here long enough to know everything that happened that transpired that prompted Sean to talk to you guys the other night. What did it mean for you guys to win this game after everything he went through with you guys? Oh, yeah, it just shows you that um, he seems super resilient. Um, We got his back, and it sucks when stuff gets dug up and kind of put out of context and everyone blows up and doesn't really know the details and narratives get created. But we know him. We know his character. We all love him. Um, so he's our guy. So it's it's awesome to get a win for him. What did it mean to get James Cook involved so much tonight, especially in the passing game? Yeah, I mean, it just shows you the weapon he is. Um, you can line him up anywhere, get him running routes, get him running the football. Um, very dynamic. So it was awesome to see him going in the pass game. Bill's tight end, Dawson Knox, live from the locker room. Timeout on the other side. Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott. Uh, his podium after the game. We'll bring that to you. We'll also hear from Josh Allen as well. So we'll get all of that. That's coming up next here on WGR. Allen back to pass, looking left. He's got Cook wide open on a wheel route, down to the 30, the 25, and he's wrapped up there at the 23-yard line. A 27-yard pass play. Welcome back to the Overtime Show here on WGR. Reminder tomorrow on WGR, it's Buffalo Bills Football Monday presented by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at Northwest.com. Jeremy and Joe breaking the game down in the morning with you. Then the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio from 10 to noon, followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker. They'll be at noon. Show up on Bulldog at 3. They'll have Eric Wood at 4. It's Buffalo Bills Football Monday all day tomorrow on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. Let's go to the podium and hear from the winning coach, head coach Sean McDermott, after the game. Okay, uh, good to get a win. Uh, always, always good to win in the National Football League, in particular uh, when you come here at at Arrowhead uh, against a good football team, um, you know, led by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Thought it was really good effort all all across the board. Guys played hard. Um, you know, it was going to be back and forth as it was. We knew that, and we jumped out early, and then and then then they came back and. Had some momentum, I think back half of the second quarter and then somewhat in, into the uh, into the third quarter and fourth and, and we just you know stayed uh, stayed the course and good to see the defense come out and seal the game. Uh, I thought that drive by the offense was important as well. So um, still things we can work on overall, um, but again, good win and, and um, 
proud of the guys. John, can you maybe speak to, you know, all the turbulence that obviously was surrounding the building this week, can you speak to what it was like, you know, behind the scenes that we don't see yeah. to get ready for this game? Yeah, I mean, um, praise God, number one. I mean, just our guys were the staff, the, the players, steadfast in their focus. Um, I couldn't be more proud of a group. I really couldn't at this point in the regular season. Um, to, to a person, they didn't flinch. Um, they were focused. They supported one another. They supported me. And I don't take that for granted uh, at all. And I'm um, just super proud of those guys and um, just a resilient group. To expand on that, what did this week mean personally for you just to get a win after all of that? Yeah, I mean, um, again, just so thankful. I'm grateful for so many things. Um, you know, so many people that reached out, um, Andy Reid, um, many of their staff after the game in particular. Um, I know quite a few of their coaches and staff and their class acts, so I appreciate that. My family appreciates that. Um, just incredible support uh, this week, in particular the last couple of days for, for myself and my family. And um, that's what Buffalo's all about. I mean, we moved here six, six years ago, and the friends that we've made, the support that we've gotten. Um, before I came to the stadium, called my wife, and she was like, I continue to get texts from, you know, uh, our neighbors, our friends in Buffalo, and um, couldn't be more thankful and more grateful for that. Yeah, um, really proud of those guys. They went out there. They knew what they had to had to get done. I mean, the the thing that's challenging, and, and you know, in addition to going against Patrick, is is the field goal kickers. As you know, he's one of the best. He, he's I think he's made one from 60, 60 plus already this season, if I'm not mistaken. And and so you're def you're defending a small window of grass right there. And and uh, we were aggressive. Um, we were staying aggressive, um, and the guys responded, and we got them behind the sticks there, and, and the guys closed it out. How quickly were you aware that the, the guy was offside on the touchdown play? Well, you know what, to be honest, I wasn't sure. I, you know, we were in man-to-man. -man. I, th I thought someone was yelling. We got picked, and then as, you know, as the play unfolded, I think it was Kelsey that was wide open there, and um, the play after he, he caught the ball was, uh, I've never seen a play like that, not in the NFL, you know. Um, but, but thankful, and you know, then the, then uh, I saw the uh, the referees uh, signaling that that direction. So I didn't know if it was a pick or what it was, and then it turned out to be the offside. So. Can you take us through some detail of the last two minutes in terms of what your mindset was, or your philosophy, what you wanted to do? Yeah, I just wanted I wanted to be aggressive. Uh, that's how we practiced it during the week. Um, we studied it over the bye week. Um, we studied it long, and uh, the staff I thought did a great job. Uh, it was very thorough in terms of in terms of the research we did, and um, and then we practiced it that way. And so, um, started practice on Wednesday with a two-minute drill like we normally do. Then added another two-minute drill live with the offense at the end of practice on Wednesday, and it pays off, right? So guys were comfortable in that situation, and and they executed at a, at a high level. What'd you learn in your research? Um, I mean. <laughs> The list, I mean, the list is, it's, it's long, but at the same time, um, I mean, I just went back to studying, going, you know, going back all of our two minutes this year, um, all of my two minutes as a, as a play caller over the years, um, teams that did it well have done it well this year, so it's, it was rather extensive, and um, it's, it's never really one thing, Tim, uh, being honest with you, it's, it's um, you get a good sample of, hey, you know, this team's doing that. And then you get some teams that, you know, honestly, quite honestly, there's people wide open, guys are dropping balls. And so uh, you like to catch a break once in a while. And, um, and so we just, it's a combination of things. I don't have a clear answer for you. Uh, we got a lot of things going through my head um, as it relates to the two minute in particular. But um, just thought the guys came out, you know, and then when you get the, uh, I think it was the sack on third down or, or something like that, we got there or close to a sack and, um, you know, staying with Russian four, Patrick usually does a good job extending plays in those situations in the critical moments, and and that uh, we were able to collapse the pocket on him where he threw it and and uh, got the incomplete to win it. Did you, feel, uh, did you feel Joe put you in a little bit of a precarious spot with the play calling before the two-minute warning? You could have gotten it down to the two 
if you just run on first down, probably? Or? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a balance. It's delicate balance there. You, you know, you've you got to know who you're playing on the other side, too. Are you playing for three or are you playing for seven and, and trying to make it that type of game? Uh, whenever you're going against an elite quarterback and an elite offense, uh, you get, you've got to stay aggressive, too. So it, it is a balance. Uh, I thought the offense did some really good things tonight. Sean, one of the things that... What did you see out of James Cook today? What did he bring to the offense? I thought he, he, re, he rebounded from last week in terms of the passing game. Um, and that showed up in practice. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the week, he's, he's growing, he's developing. Um, it's, a, it's a joy as a coach to watch a player continue to take steps in terms of his development. John, Micah's injury, is that more of the same? Is that some, you know? I yeah, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know anything else at this point. I just know he was out of the game, and so I don't know where that stands right now. I know one of the things that you talk about often is always being right here, never riding the wave. Yeah. How hard was that this week, though? Um, yeah, I mean, the players, I thought, set a great example of it, led by Josh, Micah. Uh, our captains, um, you know, like I, like you guys have probably heard when we left that meeting, that follow-up meeting that we had on, I guess that would have been Thursday. Um, they were, they were again steadfast. They weren't flinching. They knew, um, they just knew what the what the vision was moving forward, and uh, and they set and they set a great example, and so. Um, you know, there was some moments for me, quite honestly, where um, you know I had to deal with some other things. Obviously, you know, more than I would have liked to, um, in terms of taking my eyes off of film and and whatnot. But the staff did a phenomenal job of of, uh, of picking up uh, the slack when I wasn't there. When you see everybody rally behind you like that, look, you know, yeah, smile. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, they mean the world to me. Um, and they showed their, their, you know, their, their care, appreciation, and love for me and my family. And this is professional sports. You don't get that um, everywhere. And um, the Buffalo community, same thing. It's Like I said, we moved here six years ago. It's not like we've been here our entire lives. And um, they've just embraced us. And so we're so grateful as a family. Yeah, I mean, um, that was how we drew it up in the playbook, really. You know, um, he's got an unbelievable feel, and uh, I mean, to to know where I think he did something earlier with Dalton in the game as well, and um, he makes some plays that very few, if anyone, in the league can make, and so. Um, that's part of what makes him special. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's Bills head coach Sean McDermott following their Bills 20-17 to victory to get over 500. They get to 7-6. and six. They face the Dallas Cowboys next week. We're going to take a timeout. We'll go back to the locker room and hear from Bills quarterback Josh Allen on the other side. You're listening to the Overtime Show here on WGR. Welcome back to the Overtime Show here on WGR. Before we go to the locker room, a reminder to let TRS Heating and Air Conditioning intercept and pay your heating bills this winter season now through January 7th, 2024. Go to WGR550.com to enter for your chance to win $1,200 towards your home heating bills this winter. TRS Heating and Air Conditioning, they treat you as if you were their only customer. Let's go live to the locker room to hear from Bills quarterback Josh Allen. It's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. How we doing? As you're sitting on the bench and you see the flag on the field while they're celebrating the touchdown. Well, I, I originally thought it was on us. I didn't know what the flag is. They don't. It's not a flag that they usually call. Um, I was just getting getting up, ready to go score. You know, we're gonna have a, a minute and 20 seconds left. Um, I think we had all three timeouts, so maybe had two, but that that was going through my mind. You've made some plays going to the sideline, but maybe none quite like that. What, what was going through your mind when you made the play to the table? Uh, you know, third down on that drive, got to find a way to make a play. And, um, you know, we were on the same page there. He made a heck of a catch. What did James Cook mean to the offense in this one? No, he was awesome. He was, he was awesome. He's, he's been working hard. Um, he had a, probably his best week of practice this week and getting more comfortable with him catching passes out of the backfield and he had a lot of opportunity tonight and he took advantage of it and thought he ran the ball well um thought all three of our backs ran the ball well so wasn't the prettiest of wins uh, we all know that a lot, lot to clean up but um defense played fantastic 
went out there, made a made a two-minute stop, which is great to see, and um, they played great all night. Obviously, a very important win in these standings, but also probably an important win with what your team went through this week. What does this one mean to you? Well, you know, um, obviously this week wasn't wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for for Coach McDermott. Um, you can you can question a lot of things about coaching style. You can question a lot of things about my decision making. You can question a lot of things about this team. But to question his character and who he is as a man, that's there's no. You know, he's one of the better humans on this planet. Um, how he carries himself, and you know, we saw it for what it is. Um, we're just trying to focus on and winning each each week, one one game at a time. In hindsight, looking back at it, Josh, did that at all help hone that focus? Maybe. Um, I mean, maybe. I, I just, you know, everybody on the outside wants to make it a big deal, and in the locker room, it wasn't a, a talking point. You know, um, coach had a meeting with us, um, talked with us. You know, and guys took that, and uh, it was washed under the, the carpet there for us. We didn't we didn't care. So um, again, we're just trying to look up, look forward, and focus on going one and zero each week. Josh, you guys have had trouble closing out games. How important was it to close out this game? Well, we could have we could have put ourselves in a better op- or better position there at the end, scoring a touchdown. Um, you know, a couple throws I wish I had back, um, but again, our defense went out there and, and made a stop, which. You know, it's great to see you sitting there on the sideline, knowing that you can go out there and take a knee. You know, you always want to finish the ball or finish the game with the ball and, and the victory formation. That's what we did tonight. You were controlling the game, fourteen nothing. You're moving again, and then you threw the pick. Did you feel? Because really, from that moment on, it, it really was a struggle. Did you feel like that was a moment, looking back, that really did kind of flip? You won, you won, but it kind of flipped the game, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, and um, can't make that throw there. Um, you know, gave them points right before the half, and you know. Um, from there on out, we, we were able to move the ball. We just we weren't finishing. Thought we were hurting ourselves a little bit with decision making, with penalties, all of the above. So something we got to tighten up. Um, and again, that's that's a really good team we just played. So it's a really good defense. You know, they they figured some stuff out, and we got to counter and uh, find a way to keep going and and put six and seven on the board. Josh, when they appeared to score that touchdown, the camera showed you sitting there, and you I think you kind of had a smile on your face. Like what else? For those ten seconds when. Before you realized that that was going to get wiped out, how, how are you processing? Yeah, I was. You know, that is an exciting moment. That's the type of situation you want to be in. You want the ball in your hands with time left and, and two timeouts and a chance to go down there and, and score. So that's that. That was going through my mind, making sure that our offense uh, knew we were going back out on the field and um, get ready to go score a touchdown. After the ups and downs of the season, I don't know if validation is the right word, but does a win like this kind of remind everybody that you know what you guys want is still in front of you and that you ultimately can get there? Yeah, and we've been kind of approaching this as this is the playoffs for us. Um, every game from here on out is is that important, um, and we gotta we gotta keep going. Again, we'll celebrate this one tonight. Turn our attention towards the Cowboys tomorrow. Hey guys. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 